0: Welcome to Joyosity. I'm Jen Whitmer. I'm a speaker, consultant, and joy bringer helping you create positive culture with complex people. Because listen, that's all we got. I'm thrilled you were here. So get yourself ready. Grab your multiple beverages, get your speaker, your headphones connected so we can dive in. True leadership requires more than just surface level strategies. It requires a profound connection to everything that makes us human. Each week, I have conversations with experts and leaders and you. If you're listening live, introduce yourself in the comments. Let us know where you are in the world and maybe what's in that mug on your desk. We're connecting as humans, remember? These conversations aren't just fun banter and information. Joyosity is so much more than a live show and a podcast. It's a movement, a space where we dare to explore the depths of our own hearts and minds, a liminal space where you are free to play around and beta test your own growth, sort of like a test kitchen lab for your leadership skills. It's where you discover that real joy has deep roots, a playground to find the hidden truths, the ideas waiting to be explored, and the untamed potential that lies within you. We're not just hanging out in idea land. We're talking about the best actions that develop you as a person and hone your skills as a leader. If you're an experienced leader or just starting out, joyosity is the community for you. Join us every Monday live at 1 p.m. Eastern on LinkedIn and YouTube for a dose of inspiration and practical advice. Whether you are live in the comments or catching the podcast later, we're here to help you create a place where work is a joy, people are whole, and organizations flourish. Let's go. It's live and this is what happens. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are coming in from. Welcome to Joyosity. I think today's topic is one of the most important that we could talk about. Uh, I know that we talk about leadership skills and we uh, go into systems and all of those things make it work, but I think today talking about wonder is going to change a paradigm for you and so i have invited i think the best wonder expert and his name is harris he is a former magician. He is a keynote speaker. He is a solopreneur. He is a conference hoster. If you've ever been to Story Conference, he is, um, I don't like to call him a jack of all trades, but really seems to be excellent at a lot of good things. And so I am so excited to invite him onto the show today. He is an author. And because he is such a wonder expert, the number one selling book The Wonder Switch is his book. And so I am so excited to have him on and let you all experience the wonder that is Harris. So Harris, welcome.
1: So good to be here. Thank you, Jen.
0: I'm so glad that you're here. Um, So if you are new here um, at Joyosity, please introduce yourself in the comments. We'd love to know where you're coming in from. If you've got questions, don't wait for us to get there. Go ahead and drop them in the comments and we will weave them in the conversation. And if things come up as you hear them, also drop them in the comments, even if you're coming on the replay. So Harris, I always like to start with a little bit of your story, and it helps us understand who you are and where you come from. So tell us a little bit how you turned from magician into all of these amazing things that do today?
1: Uh, well, it started with a few tricks being played on me, would be the <laughs> short way to, to say it. You know, I grew up in a small town in Southeast Tennessee. Um, my parents had minimum wage jobs. I was not a cool kid. I know that's really hard to believe, right? Right. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, they, it, I just got bullied a lot, picked on a lot, wasn't really good at sports, wasn't good at anything. When I was nine years old, I got a magic kit for Christmas from my grandmother, just a little box of magic tricks. Not at all what I asked for for Christmas that year. And yet that little box of magic tricks completely changed my life. I remember learning my first trick thinking this is dumb no one's gonna be fooled by this, and I march into the living room and I'm like, "Mom and Dad, gather around. Here's what Grandma got me for Christmas." I put this little ball in a cup. I made it disappear. It's the first trick I ever learned. <laughs> My parents' eyes lit up. They were like, "Wow, that was amazing." Wait, how did you do that? And I was like, "I'm sorry." And they were they were completely blown away. And it was the first time that I remember someone else looking at me with a look of awe and wonder in response to something that I had done. Now, so many years later, after studying you know, so much neuroscience and research on the subject of wonder and even positive awe states, I now understand that wonder is contagious. I didn't realize that at the time. All I knew is that something about that moment was giving me permission to believe in a whole new possibility, like a brand new story. And so I set off on a mission to go become a magician, had a chance to travel literally around the world I had a chance to perform magic for over 2 million people, all 50 states now, which is really fun to That's say.
0: Right? <laughs> Just uh, last week. <laughs> yeah,
1: all 50 states, like six continents, 40 countries. It's been a wild ride. And all of that allowed me to make about a million dollars by the time I was 21. And when you become a millionaire by 21, you think, oh man, is this it? Is this what I'm supposed to do with the rest of my life? Like, this is pretty awesome. Sounds like a cool story, but by 22, I was bankrupt and you asked me what led to all of this and it was really it was that that moment in my story where i was like what happened how in the world did this happen how did i mess up my life how did i waste a million dollars and i started realizing there was a strong correlation between how magic tricks work and how all of life works including how all of deception works and so the principles of psychology behind magic tricks became these universal principles to lead me hopefully down the path of wisdom so that I could live a better story. And the entire body of work that we've created since then um, was born out of asking those questions of wondering what matters, why am I doing this? How did all this happen? And it took me to some pretty interesting places.
0: Yeah, it's such a, uh, I love hearing the story in its entirety. And and I have the privilege of Harris is actually my coach. And so I have the privilege of hearing him talk about this in so many different ways. But I love the continuity And it makes me curious if you're listening, do you have a moment that in your past that you're like, oh, this is partly why I do this today? Or is there something in your past that makes you go, I want to get back to that? Like, I'm just, Mm -hmm. that's just a curious question I have for the moment. Um, for people who are listening, I, I think that so much we, um, forget sometimes of those special wonderful joys and we think that a work should just be hard when actually our work is connected to the things that bring us joy when it's at its best. And I think that's one thing that you show really well. Um, And so I want to dig into this idea of wonder for a moment. I use the word wonder a lot. I use the word curious a lot. It's one of my values. But I think that we all think about something different. We think about wonder. And I'm just curious, what is your definition of wonder? How do you describe this wonder that you talk about?
1: Yeah, it's hard to distill it down to a single definition because I think that's what we like to do. You know, I could define awe for you. I could define curiosity for you. Wonder is bigger than all that. It's inclusive of all those things. Mm -hmm. Curiosity, for example, is just wonder in action. Mm -hmm. You think about, okay, what is this thing that becomes, that drives curiosity? Wonder is the easiest way to describe it. It's a state. It's a state, not just physiological, but it's emotional. It's mental. It's spiritual, I think, as well. It's a state in which we have permission to believe, even in things that we have yet to see. Mm -hmm. One of the things we talk about a lot in our work, especially when you watch someone like me do a simple magic trick, it's a reminder that seeing is not always believing. What we see is not what we get. But yet most leaders are living as if seeing is believing. And Mm -hmm. when someone comes along, whether it's a coach or a speaker or even someone on our team with a new idea, and they're like, hey, what if... We have a tendency to respond to that possibility outside of a state of wonder with cynicism that says, oh, I'll believe in that when I see it. Mm -hmm. So, Wonder is the state where we get to choose to believe. We have permission to believe even before we see. Because while seeing is a believing, believing is seeing because it's Mm -hmm. actually what we believe that informs what we see. So I think it's a it's a state and it shifts the physiology of our bodies. There's a lot of amazing research out of UC Berkeley in a state of wonder. Chronic inflammation in our body decreases. Our body produces what's called a cytokine storm. Stress goes down. We get healthier when we live awake to wonder on an Mm -hmm. emotional level. People are in positive awe states. They're more awake to wonder. They're more empathetic. We treat each other as equals. We go into situations realizing there's more to the story about others than what meets our eye. And even if you look at it from the perspective of us being storytelling creatures, your brain and my brain, we clench to the stories that we are telling ourselves because they are rooted in these personal narratives that we have adopted as true. Well, we're walking around with all these stories. Not all of them serve us well. Not all of them serve our organizations well. And it's only in a state of wonder that those narrative shifts around those stories can occur. So if you think of your brain like a, like a vice, it has a vice grip on all the stories in a state of wonder our brain loosens its grip on those stories and it's the time that we're most open to the possibility of what could be mm-hmm. so i could talk for hours about all the different stacks <laughs> of research but wonder ultimately is this state and we have the ability to choose it it's not these momentary experiences of awe like the seeing the fireworks at disney world or riding a roller coaster or you know holding someone by the hand that you care about these moments where we go wow that's amazing It's also something that we can choose. We have enough agency to solidify wonder as a way of being in the world.
0: Mm -hmm. We do. And I think I forget that as somebody who is naturally like drawn to those little tiny moments, like I build them up all the time Mm -hmm. that um, because that's more my natural bent, that when I'm helping people that's not their natural bent, I get a little confused. Uh, I'm like, oh, but wait, wait. Oh, that's not. And, and then I can start to tell myself this story that I am foolish, that I am not professional. Like I start to back away from that when really it's one of the gifts that is part of my gift to the world is that I find these little moments that and that practicing muscle in the small moments. Brings that agency that you're talking about, that it's a lot easier for me at times. I'm not perfect at this to be like, Oh, I wonder if that happens. And um, oftentimes when I'm working, I I have phrases that I'm like, If you say this, this is your flag to know that you're going this direction or the other direction. And I think the I wonder question is one of those good flags, not the red flag, but you know, like the green flag, I guess. That helps us get to the place of, oh, now we can create something new because I think lots of us are frustrated with the way it is, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: but we just think that, I guess that's just the way it is. So how, how do you help people when you are working either with organizations or with clients or friends? How do you support people moving into that, that wonder state? You say that we have agency, Mm -hmm. but I also know that it takes practice. So how do you do that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It looks a lot more like unbecoming than it does becoming Mm. something. To go back to that whole idea of unbecoming everything that isn't really us. Another way of saying that is the way back to wonder is more about subtraction than addition. A lot of people think, oh, I've got to go out and cultivate this life of wonder by exposing myself to more magic. And while there is certainly some truth in that, like there's a lot of research and science around how gratitude can bring us into positive off-states and awaken and stir our wonder. Um, There's lots of things that we can add, but ultimately wonder is our natural state. We came into this world wide awake to wonder, which means for you to choose wonder today is is less about going and adding something to your life, and actually it's about clearing the blockage, it's clearing the pathway that's leading you to the place of worry.
0: Um And all of us
1: have these inciting incidents that lead us to a place of worry, but there's still wow moments. Look, awe is the root of the word awesome, but it's also the root of the word awful. Mm-hmm. It's my researchers at UC Berkeley, when studying awe states, had to call them positive awe states. Because when I go, wow, I can go down the path of wonder or I can go down the path of worry. Wow, that thing's happening again. Oh, no, everything's going to fall apart. This isn't going to work. I'm never going to be enough. Wow can take us there. Wow, can also take us to what if this happens and what if I grow and what if I respond in this way, right? So to make it practical, I think step one, recognize that wonder is your natural state. You came into the world wide awake to wonder. You didn't have to see something in order to believe in it. When you were a kid, believing was seeing, which means you can still choose to believe because beliefs are choices. We're all creating. And if you start by acknowledging that you are already creative you can recognize that your imagination is always active. When I talk about this, a lot of people are like, oh yeah, imagination, like when I was a kid, I gotta get back, like it faded. Somewhere along the way, my imagination faded. That's a myth, imagination does not fade. It is always active because worry is a misuse of imagination. Anxiety is a misuse of imagination. Stress is the use of your imagination. Irrational fear is a misuse of imagination. And if worry is a misuse of imagination, that means that you are already creating a story in your head in every single scenario. You're already curious, which Mm -hmm. means let's just, if you're already creative, let's reallocate that creative energy into something hopeful and productive um, because your imagination can be productive or destructive. So I think it goes back to the agency you were talking about. We have the power to choose. Do Mm -hmm. we choose wonder or do we choose worry? And if you find yourself choosing worry too often, we have to unbecome. We this looks a lot like doing the inner work, (laughs) healing some of our broken narratives and stories that are sort of like grabbing us by the ankles and pulling us down into a story of worry and anxiety, versus being permitted to go. No, I'm going to choose to believe, and that's going to allow me to reinterpret what I see.
0: Yeah, it's always amazing to me because when we're in the it's the curse of knowledge. When we are in something all the time, we use it all the time. Mm-hmm. So my friends who are CPAs and I start talking about like I use words I don't really know about math and ca- accounting. <laughs> they're like, "Oh yeah," and they're shocked that I don't know it. I have that feeling sometimes when I'm teaching around uh, around self-storytelling and your enneagram personality. If you're new to the enneagram, it's a personality framework. And when I'm doing that I talk a lot about the stories that you tell yourself mm-hmm. and People are like, wait, what? I can choose my thoughts. That is a mind blowing idea to so many people. And it is the thing being able to choose your thoughts is the most important leadership skill you have. And it's the most important thing that when we move forward, that's when we get to choose things. Because you can't choose a new story if you don't know that you get to choose your thought or even aware that your thoughts are, you can. Um practice what's called metacognition, observing your own thoughts. And it's like, oh my gosh, this is, and it in and of itself sometimes creates this state of wonder because you're like, oh my goodness., um, and one of the things I'm curious when you are working with remembering that we are naturally wonderful creatures, like we like to wonder and that that state, i'm I'm kind of wondering if the way you help people is the way I help people because I think about what you're talking about, the things that you enjoyed when you were like this this time where, oh my gosh, I could create something different for people. And for me, I can remember as a kid loving that experience of when I was helping somebody do something new. And my friends would be like, oh my gosh, I didn't get that. And like being in fifth grade, sitting at a desk and showing someone a math problem, ironically, um, you know, like that idea of teaching um, and helping somebody become something that they weren't before or learn something they weren't before. Like that always brought me joy. And I'm, I'm curious when you think about helping people to find wonder, is that something that is important to remember? Like this, what was enjoyable to you before? Like, how do you help yeah, people sure. with that unbecoming?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, Simon Sinek wrote a great book called Start With Why. Um, and I've noticed lately that, you know, that has sort of become this like universal advice to anyone who feels stuck. So if you bump into a college kid, who's like, I can't figure out what to do with my life. Ah, oh, find your why, start with why. You bump into a leader at a company, they're just like struggling with burnout. They don't have to like, ah. Oh, remember your why. The problem is, is if we don't know what our why is, that advice is paralyzing to us, right? And so the better advice I think is to recognize that sometimes starting with why is skipping a step. It's actually more important to start with wow. What do I mean when I say start with wow? Well, it is commonly said if you lose your why, you lose your way. so, if there's anybody listening in on this and they're just like i just don't know the path forward i don't know what choice to make next i don't know what the next chapter in my story looks like well that is you have lost your way because you've lost your why but if you've lost your why it's because you've lost your wow Mm -hmm. you talk to a teacher or a nurse at a hospital or a filmmaker or fill in the blank with almost any vacation it's just like Hey, tell me the origin story of how you fell in love with this thing. Why would you become a filmmaker? They will almost always say, oh, well, I was, I remember sitting in the theater when I was a little kid and watched Return of the Jedi and it blew my mind. And I'm like, someday I want to make movies like this. I have yet to talk to a single Disney Imagineer. They're like, (laughs) what made you want to become a Disney Imagineer? They're like, I was sitting on and the fill in the blank with some experience at Disney World or Disneyland that made them go, wow, what if I could do this someday? Same for teachers, same for nurses. And somewhere along the way, we lose sight of that magic. Mm -hmm. We lose the wow. When we lose our in-touchness with the wow, that's when the why starts to fade. And so if you're struggling with why do I do what I do, if you're struggling with meaning or purpose, if you're struggling with even what choice do I make next? How do I navigate change? You have to go back and start with wow. What is the magic that made you fall in love with this in the first place? What was the magic that you experienced in an earlier season of your life that made you go, whoa, what if, Mm -hmm. and then let's get back in touch with that, start using our what ifs on the future instead of the past and everything will start to change.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love that idea of that. The wow, starting with wow is the step that we're all kind of missing. Cause you're right. I do feel a little bit stifled sometimes with starting with why, as much as I am. A question asker extraordinaire and often like to ask why, if anybody knows me well. Uh, but the ideas often come from like, oh, you know, that 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 intake of breath that makes you go, oh, wow, that was the moment. And then things start to then you can yeah. start to connect the dots. It does take time though. Uh, So I'm hosting a retreat in February and it's really some of that time Uh to dig in to offer that space, to understand our personalities and the stories and and our values and how those are connected. But you can't get there until you have that wow. Like the wow is vitally important. And um, I think I didn't have language for that until I heard you talk about it Um, and so helpful.
1: Yeah. And most people don't like most people are starting with how. Like they're not even <laughs> like I I give yeah, Simon Seneca a hard time and be like, bro, you skipped a step. Why'd you start with why? You got to start with wow. And yet most people are starting with how and they're howing the wow to death, right? <laughs> the moment someone comes in like you and be like, hey, come, why don't you come to this retreat and let's explore the howing starts right away in their head. Well, how am I going to be able? How am I going to be able to, how is that going to work? How would that even be possible? And we just don't let wonder breathe. Look, mm-hmm. asking how is an essential step in any creative process. If you want to innovate, if you want to write a new story, if you want to learn how to do something, at some point you have to figure out how. But if you introduce how too soon, it crushes wonder and it crushes our ability to get outside of the box and think in creative ways. So before we get to how, let's like recognize that that's an important step. We have to start with wow. Um, and there's some ways to do that. The most simple, like most practical feedback I can give to you and everyone listening in is pay attention to unhealthy how language that mm-hmm. creeps its way in too soon. Unhealthy how language sounds a lot like declarations of truth instead of curious questions. Healthy how is curious.
0: Mm-hmm. For example,
1: I'm a wow person. I'm married to a how person. I think there is such a thing as wow and how people later in life. I think we start balanced. But if I say a wow idea, my wife, Kate, if she's having an unhealthy how moment she will go now how's that going to work how mm-hmm. that be possible or that won't work because is what her mind is thinking right yeah. so if you take a period and turn it into a question mark what if instead she said okay what if this happens how would you respond to that i will go oh well i know as a wow person i don't think about all the things that would potentially go wrong that's what how people do right <laughs> Well, I guess I would respond in this way. And it creates this back and forth. So instead of being this linear process that starts mm-hmm. with wow and ends in how, it starts with wow, which gives birth to how, a healthy form of curiosity that leads us back to more wonder. Yeah. So you don't how your wow to death.
0: And I would add, it also creates connection. Yes. Because now you're involved in this back and forth that is building on top of one another rather than this like, OK, now we're in our camps. Mm-hmm. And so when you do that back and forth, it creates a connection that actually creates better creativity and and, and better solutions along along the way, even though I also am not the biggest how person um, <laughs> I have. I've learned to approach my how people with questions and help. Uh, Okay. Oh my gosh. I'm just looking at the time. Um, So we, (laughs) because I could literally talk about this for forever, especially with you. So I thank you for all of this wisdom about starting with wow, about understanding those questions that we ask ourselves and the stories um, that occur and that that will actually inhibit all the things that we want, innovation, creativity, collaboration, and ultimately engagement, employee retention, all of those types of things. Um, we're starting in the wrong place. And when we start with wow, it changes things. So thank you for sharing that lovely wisdom with us. How can how can people keep up with you? What How how can we find you in the world if I ask, can I ask a how question? Your website is here, but... What else sure. can we do to find you? Yeah, I'm
1: most active on LinkedIn and Instagram. So outside of just checking out my website, those are the two platforms. Just my name, Harris the Third. So Harris, I I I like the Roman numeral three. Type in Harris the Third, you should find me pretty quickly. More important, I would encourage people to to not follow along, but take some sort of action. There's amazing people right. out the world like you that are doing incredible things, and because there's so much of so much of our survival instincts are like, how's this going to work? How's this going to work? As a way to stay safe, we are self-sabotaging in our stories and we're not creating enough space for wonder. And so the retreat that you briefly referenced, I don't know everything that's happening at that retreat. Um, I just heard you were doing something early next year. So for people who are listening in that are like, well, I don't, if they're howling their wow to death, that would be an incredible opportunity. It doesn't have to be a retreat about wonder. It has to be a retreat that's built for this, for the purpose of getting curious about the stories you're telling yourself, of wondering if more is possible, about considering if maybe there's more inside of us than we're currently tapping into, considering if there's more around us on our teams than we are currently leveraging. So we've gotta get curious and we need people like you to lead us through those experiences. So if someone's listening in and they're like, how do I find my place back to wonder? You can find it by just creating space for it. Go hang out with someone like Jen, have this type of experience. Let it transform you. Let wonder do its magical work. Mm. So I would, I would just send them back to you. Say, <laughs> in touch.
0: Why? Well, thank you, thank you very much. And I do so appreciate your time today. I always love interviews that um, give me more nuggets to chew on, um, and it's always fun, especially with somebody I get to hear a lot. To to find more nuggets. So I appreciate that. And if you are listening, um, on the replay, tell us what you've learned. I always love that. Please connect with her. She's actually fantastic to, to follow. It's always very fun to know that. And next week I am so excited to bring on another another friend of mine named Dimple Balia. She used to be a senior advisor for the U S government in immigration and asylum seekers and, um, has a really amazing story and a new book. And she's also talking about how do we care for ourselves and some of the stories that we tell. So, It's going to be great next week. We're live every week, live at 1 p.m. Eastern. Harris, thank you for joining us today. I really appreciate it.
1: My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Keep up the awesome work.
0: Awesome. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. So let me put my coach hat on for just a sec. Don't just leave this here. Take a moment. What did you learn? What's your next tiny action step? Share this episode with someone and tell them. Connect with us to keep this conversation going. As always, I'm Jen Whitmer. Thank you for listening to Joyosity. I don't take for granted that your earbuds have a lot of information coming at you. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe. It really helps more people join us in creating positive culture with complex people. So work is a joy. People are whole and organizations flourish. Can't wait for you to join us next week.